0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports anyway, NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, May the 12th, if you're listening to the podcast in audio form. If you're watching on YouTube, it is Wednesday, May 11th, and we're going to do some betting awards, but before we are going do some awards, some, some early look at the betting market for NFL awards for 2022. But before we do that, we have to wish our guy Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, Will. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Really excited for you in this uh, thrilling birthday.
1: Mm. Last run of the twenties, too. Twenty nine.
0: Oh,
1: I hate
0: you. Yeah, forget. It. I'm not excited for you. Anymore. <laughs> um, and you know what? I hope that I hope you just have a great rest of the week, Sully.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it, Will. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's let's dive right <laughs> into the award market, shall we? Let's do it. Um, we start with the MVP award and all odds, courtesy of our friends over at Caesars, Josh Allen. I mean, it's pretty crazy, but it's not that insane is the favorite over Patrick Mahomes at seven to one Mahomes, seven and a half to one Tom Brady, your third favorite at nine to one, the reigning two time MVP, Aaron Rodgers, a disrespectful 10 to one. Justin Herbert twelve, Joe Burrow thirteen, <laughs> newly minted uh, Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson checks in at sixteen to one, along with Matthew Stafford. They'll play, by the way, on Christmas Day on CBS and Paramount Plus. And then we get into the twenties with Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson. So Sully, um, I-, I think when we say top pick, what we're what we're saying is. Um, like, I think we're saying, who is your favorite out of, or who, like, your, you, our editors call you up and say, Sully, we need your pick for MVP for the season. Who are you picking? Like, who, picking you know, who's your, who do you yeah. believe will win MVP in 2022? Not necessarily, like, who's your favorite long shot? Who, who do you believe will win MVP in 2022 as we
1: stand here in May? yeah it's a good it's a good question when you frame it that way because again, you can love a value and you really you can invest more heavily in those because you might feel like that's a you know better bang for your buck. But then again, you still have to have those realistic ones. And, and you know, Josh Allen's certainly up there. But for me, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's still the guy for me that I'm looking at to say, okay, he's arguably the number one number two quarterback in the NFL. I'm not putting him much further down that list than that. And I think the storyline's there for him, all off season. It's been about this arms race in the AFC West with all of these teams loading up, adding talent, and the Chiefs have been the team that have lost talent. They've lost Tyreek Hill, and how is that going to look for this offense with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? And if all of a sudden Mahomes continues to look like Patrick Mahomes with his new cast of characters, they still win the division, he puts up Mahomes-like numbers, I don't know how the storyline doesn't back up an MVP voting for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... Don't disagree at all i i don't know like i think if you go with mahomes for mvp in 2022 you'll probably be a little bit contrarian in the sense that i expect a lot of josh allen mvp picks yeah. um rj white was on the pod and pointed out you know i was it you you're on with him right yeah i was there okay yeah yeah i was like <laughs> I was to. there's a great point sully that you may not have heard um we t- you and I talked with R.J. White about this, but the change in offensive coordinator is definitely at least a reason to be worried about the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen can win MVP regardless of who's calling the plays, but you know you need to you probably need to have 14 wins. You probably have to have the one seed in the in the AFC. You know you have to have a monster season. All that could happen, but I, I don't know that I'd want to bet. I would rather bet Mahomes at seven and a half to one than Allen um, at uh, at at seven to at seven to one because I think the the narrative surrounding Mahomes, as you point out, if he has a like a bonker season, which he has certainly been known to do, then you know he can easily win MVP. And we've usually seen him about five to one, uh, even though he hasn't really been involved in the race uh, in recent years. I actually, I'm going to say, like, let's look. I think keep it inside of twenty to one, like less than twenty to one for the for the for your pit. I mean, if you know, if you, if you firmly believe that. Derek Carr is going to win MVP. By all means, go for it. But, uh, I will say that Matthew Stafford is going to be my pick for MVP at 16 to one. I know they just won the Super Bowl. He, he didn't win Super Bowl. MV- did he win Super Bowl MVP? Uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's got that chip on his shoulder.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, Wait, um, I believe it was Cooper. It Cupp. was Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I was mad because I had Aaron Donald as the MVP. As, yeah. Um, me too. Me too. Yeah. That was annoying. And he, he, definitely could have won.
0: And yeah. So, you know, I, I sort of think people are sleeping on the fact that Stafford had, I don't know, a pretty huge season last year. He threw for 4,886 4, yards, 41 passing touchdowns. And yes, he led the league with seven, 17 interceptions, but he also completed 67.2% of his passes. I mean, this was by far the best season of his career. You know, you could maybe argue the 10 and 6 season with the Lions in 2011 when he had 5,000 passing yards and 41 passing touchdowns, but like, I just think the way that it went down it was, was the best season of his career. And I don't think, you know, they won the Super Bowl. I don't think many people would argue with it. And now he's going into the second season with Sean McVay. You know, they lose Andrew Whitworth. You're not going to have Robert Woods. You're not going to have Adele Beckham. But you sign Allen Robinson. Cup is back. There is plenty. There are plenty of weapons on that offense. And, you know, I, I just think there's a chance that he has an even bigger year maybe a more efficient year with the same big numbers. And 16 to one is a pretty good value for a guy who is very likely going to be one of the top two or three seeds, worst case in the NFC. So I'll take Stafford as my Homer pick there. What about your, uh, your value play, say anybody 20 to one or more? Cause I think at this point they've, you know, these, we talk about this all the time, but these odds are so These are actually not bad for MVP right now. Um, Usually they're much more condensed. Uh, Anyway, your value play. At uh at twenty to one or greater.
1: I, lo- I love the Stafford one by the way. I just think that that's you know great great value there too. Even though you know it's under twenty to one, still great value for a guy that won a Super Bowl going into that second year. I love that pick.
0: And you well. and I both picked. I think um the Rams is like the best value player to win the yes. NFC, Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, for me though the value pick too, and, and I know Debo's gonna like this is uh, Jalen Hurts forty to one. For me, it, you know, the he's going into his second full season as the full-time starter. They just loaded up offensively by acquiring A.J. Brown. It's his second year in the system under Nick Sirianni. It feels and – and plus they have a very easy schedule. It feels like that is a great narrative that we're pushing here because if they all of a sudden contend in the NFCs, win that division – remember they have a very easy schedule in terms of, you know, the win loss records. When you look at the strength of schedule that way, sharp football kind of broke that down. The Philadelphia Eagles are, have a very easy schedule this coming season. If he puts up monster numbers I and mean, you also account for his rushing statistics, to me, he's going to have a compelling case if he lives up to his potential there in Philadelphia. Yeah. I I,
0: I love Hertz at 40 to one there. um, I just want to point in just on Hertz, The one thing that, and I, and I harped on this a lot last year and, I sort. Of, I guess I'm hypocritical for harping on it and now being like, I'm an Eagles fan. But, I mean, a lot of games, Hurts would end up with, like, 30 fantasy points. You're like, he played like crap. What, yeah. what just happened there? But if they win a bunch of games and he's efficient and he's rushing and he improves his passing metrics, yeah, I mean, 40 to 1 is not crazy at all, especially if the Eagles, like, the Eagles are really good on the defensive line and really good on the offensive line. I mean, they got, a t- they got players, you know, a couple of guys yeah, take indeed. a leap forward in, in that offense and not crazy at all.
1: I mean, you're not talking only about A.J. Brown, but you have Devontae Smith going into year two. You have Miles Sanders hopefully being healthy this season. There are pieces in Dallas Goddard as, as a tight end receiving option there as well. There are plenty of options for him in the passing game. It's just been about more consistency. I mean, we this is, again, it's a 40-1 to 1 MVP type of shot here. It's not like it's, it's a layup, but by any means. But this is a very interesting year for him. You know, it is, can you be that franchise guy? Can you be the guy that they can continue to build around over the next few years here? You're with this pick clearly reaching for the ceiling in that regard, but we've seen it before. Russian quarterbacks can find success. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he had an insane passing season during that MVP season. What was that? 2020 or 2019, or whatever it was. But, you know, could Jalen Hurts have something along those lines? It wouldn't, wouldn't totally surprise me. I don't think it would totally come out of left field at all.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of times people get too caught up in the, or like because of the last few years with Mahomes and the Lamar Jackson, it's like, oh, it's got to be a second year quarterback who has this big season. Well, third year quarterback can do it too. Like it doesn't, you know, Kyler Murray is at least a name i think to watch uh he's not he wouldn't be my value pick but the fact that he's it, it, i'm i'm very surprised that kyler murray dak prescott and lamar jackson are north of 20 to 1. Mm. and i think lamar jackson is it would lamar jackson is my pick for the value play i know like i'm sort of i guess i'm a little cheating here because i'm taking the 20 to 1. yeah you know, but, but, but i went stafford yeah. so i think no, even totally, yeah. Out. yeah um no I'd i mean, totally Lamar's won the mvp before the the ravens are gonna get positive injury regression he's playing for a contract I think he should be really more like 15 to one or 12 to one in that same range as Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson. Like, I I, I think it's a little disrespectful. So I, I would say that Lamar is a value play at 20 to one. And then I want to point out that uh, Cooper Cup, don't bet that at 50 to one. Derrick Henry, don't bet that at 50 to one. Jonathan Taylor, don't bet that at 50 to one. Trey Lance at 60 to one. No, nah, I don't think so. But Matt Ryan at 60 to one. Oh, I can be talked into that. For sure. If they fix that left tackle spot and he has a really efficient, insane season where he's putting up numbers, they add maybe a Julio or another wide receiver, he posts big numbers. He's he's not going to throw for 5,000 yards, not in that offense, not with the way that they want to play. But, I mean, if he's hitting a bunch of deep shots to Michael Pittman and the Colts win 12, 13, 14 games and people say, wow, his value over Carson Wentz is that big, Let's give this guy some love. So I think 60 to one is worth a little nibble there on Matt Ryan. And I just want to point out for the sake of dunking on uh, everyone's favorite uh, clown show, everyone's favorite commando, Carson Wentz, that he is 125 to one, which is the same odds as Baker Mayfield. Daniel Jones, 150 to one, Jameis Winston, 150 to one. I will only do quarterbacks. I refuse to discuss anybody else. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Darnold, 150 to one, Teddy Bridgewater. My God, this is a sad state of affairs. Is there anybody? I mean, Jared Goff, 200 to one, is that's a bridge too far, right? Yeah, it's Justin oh.
1: Fields. I, I looked at him, but man, they it's there's just I nothing there. There's nothing it, it would it would literally take a Herculean MVP, something we've never seen performance from him to even be in that conversation. I, I guess that if they contend, then sure, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I see. I've seen a couple people. I can't remember where it was. I want to say it was Sam Monson at PFF. It was definitely like a Twitter convo, but it's like, are we sure the bear? does the bear, current Bears regime actually believe in Justin Fields because their actions this offseason would lead you to believe they have no interest in helping Justin Fields because they're not putting anything around him? So, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, like, Debo, the, the the number is so long. Of those, of of the guys at the 125 or worse, Fields would be the guy I would bet on probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess Zach Wilson maybe. We I mean, just can't. I mean, we're just throwing money away.
1: I almost feel like I'd rather do Zach Wilson than yeah. Justin I might really do Zach when you when you're talking about the surrounding cast.
0: Like if like if Zach Wilson just took this huge leap and he has all these pieces around him and the Jets win the division. Some, I
1: mean, like, I, you know,
0: if the Jets win the division. Like he's going to get some buzz for
2: it. Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: Um, okay. What does, uh, what, what is our next award? He said in charge of the podcast, defensive player of the year award, Aaron Donald naturally checks in at seven to one, along with TJ watt, miles Garrett, seven and a half to one, Micah Parsons, 10 to one, Nick Bosa, 14, and then chase young and Joey Bosa at 20 to one. So, Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, feel free to make, if you want to make your pick, anybody, who's your top pick?
1: It's Micah Parsons, 10 to 1. I I absolutely, absolutely love that pick. 13 sacks a year ago, the defensive rookie of the year. I mean, we were talking about him towards the till end of the year, not just defensive rookie of the year, but he was in the defensive player of the year type of conversations. He plays for a massive market in the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to be on TV all of the time in you know, national television yep. all the time he's going to have plenty of eyeballs on him if he simply replicates this type of season and the Dallas Cowboys once again have a year where they're top in the league in DBOA, and you know one of the most efficient defenses in the NFL they're winning the division they're vying for a number 1 seed and it's largely based on that defense the face of it is going to be Micah Parsons and they're going to be looking at him with some defensive player of the year votes for sure
0: uh, I'm going to Miles Garrett at seven and a half to one it's super short it's not great value but you know because of tj watt and his monster season last year where he tied the sack record uh you know the fact that miles garrett had the best year of his career really flew under the radar 16 sacks in 17 games he had uh gosh i had 33 quarterback hits by far and away the highest of his career made all pro uh, first team in Pro Bowl for the second straight year and is just now turning, he will turn 27 in December. So it'll be a 26 year, uh, 26 year old. Is that right? I'm terrible at this. Uh, yeah, i turn 27 in, in des- late December. Um, very much in the mix for defensive player of the year, but again, just got beat out by Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, by TJ Watt, excuse me. Uh, Donald wouldn't shock me at all, but the, the sack factor with Garrett, I think we see a one thing. And I mentioned this on oh God, where did I mention this? Oh, on HQ yesterday. on oh, HQ on Tuesday. But if you read the stuff around the, Oh, cause you and I had to do the positional battle stuff. Right. right? And so, I mean, yeah, not to get dive into the, the, the muck of the behind the scenes, but like Sully and I were basically told, like, give us a position battle to watch for eight teams in the AFC. And you're like, what? like, this is not even the middle of May. Okay, sure. Um, And I started looking at the Browns and just reading into some stuff about the Browns. And actually, you know, it turns out this is educational because it appears that the Browns are completely reworking their passing attack. Where they're not going to be this heavy tight end formation type team. They're going to try and open it up because they got Deshaun Watson now. Right. Um, and I think that could lead to more shootouts, more, you know, more more scoring, longer games, more, more opportunities for the opposing team to drop back and pass, which could mean lead to more sacks for Miles Garrett. So I think that's kind of a sneaky factor there. Not great odds, but whatever.
1: Uh, who's your value guy? I got a couple of guys here. Uh, for me, me, one of them Vaughn Miller, thirty five. Uh I hate it. 35 to one. Again, going to a new team in the Buffalo Bills, the Super Bowl favorites. He's going to, you know, inject life into that pass rush, inject life into that defense. High scoring For-
0: team that's going to see a, a ton of teams trying to come back on him by dropping back.
1: I was just going to say, very similar to your kind of analysis with Miles Garrett there, this team's going to put up points. They're going team opposing teams are going to be trailing all the time, which allows guys like Von Miller to absolutely tee off on the opposing quarterbacks. So for me, and, and also they're playing in a division where at least one team in the new England Patriots doesn't have a, the most sturdy of offensive lines. So there's a couple of games there where all of a sudden you'll be able to go after Mac Jones and really put up some, some numbers there. So, hey buddy,
0: if uh Makai Becton doesn't work out. Yeah. And um, I guess the, 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 I mean, if Arms Health isn't is healthy it, yeah. and Makai Beckton doesn't work out, uh, it's just open season for Vaughn Miller and up there in that, in that rifle, that hunting country in Buffalo.
1: And then the other one for me, also another. Th- uh, actually, no, it's not thirty-five to one. Excuse me, it's a uh, sixty to one. Max Crosby, somebody I think. Oh man, a that's a good call. I that Super long shot to keep an eye on there. I believe he had like eight sacks or, or nine sacks a year uh, last season. Second team All-Pro, first time Pro Bowler, coming off a season now an off season where he just signed a hundred million dollar contract extension. But all of that aside, the Raiders went out and acquired Chandler Jones, and he is going to now be paired with him on the opposite edge to really wreak havoc on opposing defenses. And if, again, offensive lines are looking at not just trying to contain Max Crosby, but now Chandler Jones as well, both of those guys will probably get more opportunities to get after the quarterback. So if you're looking at a multi-sack season, the Raiders' defense is just mowing down this gauntlet of quarterbacks in the AFC West and Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson, there's a case to be made for, again, the star of that defense, possibly Crosby, to get some love.
0: Yeah, and just one thing to point out when you when you're making these you know these picks for uh, defensive player of the year, and it it's not uh, logical per se, but it is just how it works. You need the team to win. Yeah, it's gonna be really tough for a team that sucks. Even on a, it has to be like a super elite defense and a really bad offense and a bad football team and a tough division uh, for a guy whose team isn't winning to win defensive player of the year. Um, with that in mind, <laughs> I think I'm gonna pick. Um, yeah, actually I got a. Uh, I got three long shots. I really like the Max Crosby pick. I think actually I have four long shots. Um, Trey Hendrickson, I think you could throw in there as well. Sure. 60 to one. Yeah. Bingos have a big season. Defense takes another step forward. He, he has a monster year. 60 to one is probably just too long for a guy with his pass rushing skills. And then in the 50 to one range, Debo, you can scroll up just a little bit. Three guys in a row, which is, I know, a little much, but whatever. Um, I'll be splashing all three of these guys. Derwin James, 50-1, to 1, Darius Leonard, and Devin White. All happen to be directly in a row. Thank you, Alphabet, for the hookup there. Um, Devin White, is, look, oh, look, here's here's my theory on all three of these guys. Not only, like, they, they don't necessarily play. So the reason pass rushers win the Defensive Player of the Year is they pile up sacks. Well, all three of Derwin James, Darius Leonard, Devin White are monster stat producers, right? All three guys pile up tackles. They pile up interceptions. They pile up fumbles. They pile up forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. They'll score a touchdown or two here and there. Uh, Devin White could really take a leap forward this year. Derwin, if he's healthy for a full season, will be in the mix. Uh, And then Leonard is one defensive rookie of the year, so he's no stranger to these voters. Again, like you need 17 games from all three guys probably. And But all three teams should be good. So I, I, like, I like that look um, for all three of those guys as a splash if you don't feel like investing in the seven and a half to one range for Garrett or one of those guys. Oh, um, and my fault. I should have mentioned, uh, Debo pointed out, uh, Jalen Hurts at Caesars is taking – is it Caesars? Mm-hmm. Debo? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, at, yeah Caesars, Jalen Hurts has drawn the most tickets and money to win MVP over the last month.
1: Yeah, a lot, and I think a lot of that might have to do well. Not if it's the past month, then it's not. But again, the AJ Brown trade will certainly kind of boost that a little bit. Yeah, I'm 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 sure a
0: bunch of idiots as soon as AJ Brown got traded, bet the Eagles doing the Super Bowl, like (laughs) dummies. Uh, All right, let's take a break, and we come back. We'll talk more about what those stupid idiots think about Coach of the Year and offensive and offensive defensive rookie of the year as well.
2: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell, is getting some absolute heat
0: at Caesars nearly triple the tickets and double the money as anyone else to win coach of the year. His odds have shifted from 60 to one to 25 to one in the last month. Frankly, I don't understand why he was ever 60 to one. Like he doesn't have to win 10 games to win coach of the year. If he wins 10 games, he's a stone cold mortal lock to win coach of the year. And the lions have a fairly easy schedule relative to, You know, like their division is much the Bears. I think the Bears are fundamentally worse than the Lions on paper. Um, I don't I I think the Vikings will be better on offense, but I don't know about defense. Like the the Lions try hard and we're in everything. Like there's no reason he ever should have been 60 to one. Um, The favorites here, Kyle Shanahan, 15 to one, Andy Reid, Mike Frabel, Kevin Stefanski, Nathaniel Hackett, Brandon Staley, Sean McVay, Sean McDermott, all 15 to one, Zach Taylor, 18 to one, Frank Reich, 18 to one. I don't think this is particularly a market that I like to dabble in because it's like you're basically picking out who is going to outperform expectations. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Who exceeds their win total the most or is the biggest surprise or, you know, like Vrabel wins, gets the number one seed. And so therefore he's going to get it there. So I guess I don't think we need to give a value pick. Just who who is your pick? Because it could
1: really be anybody. Well, really quickly on the Dan Campbell stuff too, just to further point to that, you know, hammer that home. You got to remember the Lions again weren't good last season, three thirteen and one, but they were eleven and six against the spread. They were in every game tooth and nail. They were a great yep. team to bet on all year. So if a few of those games shift a little bit this season,
0: and like it, remember they weren't they the first team ever to lose on back to back game like, yeah, you know, like walk off fifty yard field goals? Like I mean, it's insanity. Yeah, like it, it, win a like. Have like... Four of those games break your way and go seven and ten, and Dan Campbell's just going to get that award with this roster,
1: right? And wasn't the wasn't the week one game? I forget who it was against, but like DeAndre Swift, yeah, dropped that pass.
0: San Francisco broke their
1: back, yeah, yeah like exactly. A, so yeah. like you know, it's it's stuff like that where you go, okay, things you get a little bit luckier this season. Yeah, that could look totally different there. But looking for mine, uh, the top pick, I'll go quickly on it because it's basically the same uh premise as Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, fifteen to one is somebody to keep an eye on there because again, that whole division is loaded up they lost Tyreek Hill if he's able to coach his way to a division title and possibly a one seed then you're obviously having that conversation
0: that's a great point in fact I would rather bet Andy Reid 15 to 1 than Mahomes at 7.5 to 1 because if if the Chiefs run away with this division and like you know if they win 14 games and and win this division it's like this is Andy Reid's finest coaching job yet and he will absolutely be in the mix for it I, like I'm not betting Vrabel, I'm not betting Stefanski because he's got a quarterback upgrade. Hackett got Russell Wilson, so he won't get as much credit. Staley's the golden boy, I guess, but fifteen to one short. McVay, no thanks. McDermott hasn't won it, so I mean, I guess like a fifteen win season for the Bills could do it. Um. I'll, t- I'll give you my favorite
1: one, though. That, you know, the-, the Andy Reid one was, again, just something to keep an eye out. It's a very similar it. premise. Yeah. But the number one that I love out of all this is Mike Tomlin, 50 to 1. That oh. one for me, I absolutely want to hammer before the start of the season. That's a great call. Never had a losing season as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, as the head coach of the Steelers. Still has a great defense with T.J. Watt and all those guys going into next season. All it really predicates on is if he can get consistent quarterback play. If Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky are halfway decent. And again, all you have to do is upgrade from Ben Roethlisberger of 2021. It's not this Hall of future Hall of Fame quarterback that they're trying to do. The corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. You just have to. Yeah, the corpse. Exactly. The corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. You just got to be better than that and he i is think they can is
0: do it so disrespectful
1: i think they can do it and so all of a sudden if you're talking about them competing it is a, even a wild card team. dude, 10
0: and 10 and 7 and you somehow steal that division or you get as a wild right. card people are like
1: okay that tomlin's fine it's the
0: same thing to Reed. it's like yep. this is his finest work yet um I, the other one is like i know this is i would rather, i would much rather bet tomlin but i mean pete carroll 61 is a little disrespectful like, sure. what if he cobbles together yeah. a, a, a ten-win season with Drew Lock and Geno Smith? Like, I mean, that's not as I mean, crazier things have happened, right? I mean, I mean he, even
1: even if they get Baker Mayfield, you know, or even if they, you know, whatever quarterbacks are available, it won't shift his market too too much, but it could raise his ceiling. A I little mean, the comes like
0: back in ten-win Pete Carroll with Drew Locke, Geno, and Baker at sixty to one. Is oh, I'm at least intrigued. All right, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I had my buddy newman hit me up about these he said we got these up um like on the on the old local i saw the odds when they were first posted and was discussed not i was disgusted with caesars but like yeah i mean this is the rant that i went on when we were talking about these i mean i get it you know there's a lot to shake out before we know who's going to have what usage and the books don't want to be burned but there can't be five guys excuse me seven guys at 10 to one or lower like that's there's not even that for the mvp i mean it's basically the mission from the sports books that they don't know what the hell is going to happen with the offensive of the year they want to like maybe the jamar chase thing got him last year I, i don't know or maybe they were worried about the the mac jones thing last year but like all these dudes under 20 to one i mean sam howell is 25 to one sam howell is n- probably not seeing the field this year like it was it's a problem for the washington what what am i um if uh thingamadoors if um if sam howell's on the field a ton who, there's another one that's ridiculous on here who is it um
1: well i think you know i'm
0: strong is, okay he's 60 to one but like
1: yeah. i don't know
0: pick pick a pick whoever you want i mean I, these odds are just. Malik Willis is twelve to one. He's probably not seeing the field for the first half of the season. So I, I think it's mostly pick pick who you want up top, and and we can move on because there's. I mean, there's really just not a lot of value. Yeah, and, and you Neck can make
1: you, you, you can make the same case for Desmond Ritter, sixteen to one. We don't know if he's seeing the field or not. I mean, it. You know, at that point, yeah, there might be some value. One of
0: these quarterbacks but, was taken in the first round, and the rest weren't even taken in the second round. Like, whoa, exactly.
1: So Kenny Pickett is someone who I think naturally people gravitate to because it's a quarterback. It's the first guy taken in the first round, but again, six to one, I don't particularly love it. The one that I think is the most intriguing is Christian Watson, 10 to one. If he adopts even a fraction of the target share that Devontae Adams leaves behind, and if he gains any sort of chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, you're talking about a guy that can put up numbers that are comparable to like a Jamar Chase or something like that, previous winners there. So for me, he's the only one I'm paying a ton of attention to, but it's really only linked – or it's linked to, again, his quarterback and the hole that the Packers have in that offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really hate all – I hate all these – it's like they're terrible. Like, Traylon Burks would be kind of interesting because he's wide receiver one in Tennessee at
1: this point, but he's eight to one. Like I mean, Is that true, though? Because, you know, I I mean, Robert Woods – yeah, maybe not. more yeah. experienced. Yeah.
0: No, that's a great point. Um
1: ugh, I, mean, I hate these
0: odds. I, I, I guess I would look at, like if if you were p- so if you were picking right now for CBS for for the dot .com, who would you go with?
1: It it would be Christian Watson. Okay. That would be um, Yeah, that's that's a perfectly fine pick.
0: I think I would go on a limb and this would be my bet too, I guess, my short one. But I mean, I'll say James Cook. You know, uh the Super Bowl favorite invested pretty early in him. Yeah, Devin Singletary looked good down the stretch, but hasn't been consistent throughout his career. I don't think they really love Zach Moss. Yep. Maybe they let James Cook cook, and maybe he's just Dalvin's brother. And it's like the TJ Watt thing, where he's just good, and and nobody knew it. I did notice one value play, and if you got one, feel free to throw it out. But um, uh, and this I only <laughs> I noticed this, and it hit me because I these these stupid positional values, we, positional battles we had to do. But uh, David Bell at eighty to one. Okay. I mean, he's probably gonna be the starting slot guy for a Cleveland Browns team that might end up having 17 games of Deshaun Watson because his suspension won't happen until 2023. Eh, not crazy.
1: Don't hate it. What? Where's Sky Moore in all this? Where? Where is he? Dude, he's
0: like 12 to one. It's oh, insane. God.
1: It's you know, 15 the, to
0: 15 to one.
1: Not not terrible, I guess, considering yeah. you know, considering the field. But you know, he's someone I guess you'd pay attention to just because of a high-powered offense, and we don't know what the pecking order is going to look like there for sure. And like.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah,
1: he should be like 25 to one,
0: though. Yeah. Like worst case. All right. Defensive rookie of the year. No offense, Caesars. I'll also probably bet Bam Knight. What is he? 125 to one. He's not going to win. Don't bet that. Um, Defensive rookie of the year. Aiden Hutchinson, the favorite. Again, we have the same sort of problem. So we'll be a little quick here. Uh, Three and a half to one for Hutchinson. Tibbs is uh, four to one. Trayvon Walker five to one. I mean, what are we doing? Devin Lloyd nine. Uh, Devin Lloyd, Jermaine Johnson, Quay Walker nine to one. Stingley, Ahmad Garner ten to one. Kyle Hamilton eleven to one. Do you see the problem here? All these people are like way too low. Uh, Jordan Davis twelve to one. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year. Trent McDuffie, eighteen to one. And then Kyrie Elam, George Karloftis, Nickobe are uh, twenty to one. Nickobe Dean, Andrew Booth, Devonte Wyatt twenty five to one. Lewis scene, Daxton Hill. And Roger McCreary and Jake Jackson, Drake Jackson, 30 to one. Um, Who would be your pick if you were making a selection for the CBS sports.com?
1: Like if I, if I had to make a pick, it's Aiden Hutchinson, just because I I think he'll put up the numbers. But if you're looking for value here for me, it's George Colaptus. I, I think that he's somebody that again is on Kansas city high profile team. They'll probably opponents will be trailing. Just like you said, it's the same type of formula. First round pick pass rusher 20 to one. And even I'll, I'll without trailing, the they're going to be dropping back. Like in Right, right, right. So yeah, for me, that's, that, that's who I'd be looking at.
0: I, that's fine. Um, if I'm making a pick for the site, I will take – I want to take either Thibodeau or Trayvon Walker probably. Um, okay. Thibodeau doesn't get – Trayvon Walker, I, look, I know the production wasn't there, at Georgia, whatever, blah, 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 but, like, they took him one overall. You better believe Trent Baalke is going to make sure that that coaching staff uh, convinces Shad Khan that it was a smart investment. Because if Aiden Hutchinson has a 15 sack season and Trayvon Walker is like getting stuffed by you know like backup left tackles or backup right tackles, it's going to be a problem for Trent Baalke's job security. So I think I think they will scheme up uh, Trayvon Walker to have a big year, and you have you know rushing across from Josh Allen, so you're not taking that the role of the number one pass rusher. You know, so he might be my pick,
1: and um, you might even be like the least bet number one overall pick for for you know rookie of the year in his respective category in a long time too. Yeah,
0: that's a yeah. Um, as far as a, if there's a value play down the board, god, there's really not. Um, maybe Arnold Ibakini, but he's playing for the Falcons and is like kind of their number one pass rusher. Ugh. I don't
1: know if I love that either. I don't know if I want, to yeah, play I don't Falcon think I like for anything. The only Falcon that I might even consider in terms of like rookie of the year whatever would be drake london if he just takes a ton of volume because nobody else is there to take right. passes but i don't know if I, if I want to touch anything on the defensive side there
0: um yeah i think um i don't think i like much here all right let's move on to the next award oh the final award the oh actually you know what my book bu- my our friend of the podcast actually he's, i mean he is a friend of the podcast although he's not been on the podcast uh, at, at vegas refund I don't know if i'm allowed to reveal his real name or not um but he uh he spurned this podcast for the deep dive podcast with andy and, and drew who are friends at the podcast so screw you vr uh just kidding he's, he's a great guy um he was actually asking about a particular candidate on this list oh my god well, we're just going to have to talk about it because he's the third favorite for some reason to win comeback player of the year. Deshaun Watson at six and a half to one. Are you kidding me? Like what? Like, no, what the hell? Dude, I mean, like, I, like, I, maybe I, okay. Comeback player of the year award. The favorite is Derrick Henry at three and a half to one. Jameis Winston. I don't know what's worse. Jameis or Deshaun. Like neither one of those guys, like, There's zero point zero 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 one percent chance that Deshaun Watson wins comeback player of the year award. There were voters who wouldn't give Aaron Rodgers an MVP vote because he didn't get vaccinated. No one is giving Deshaun Watson comeback player of the year award because he came back from sitting out a season during which he was charged with 22 allegations of sexual assault. Like that is not happening with the, those voters, I, I like I did, like I cannot see that happening. There is no way he should be six and a half to one. Do not bet that.
1: It's it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, can you imagine him going up to the podium <laughs> at the NFL honors, being like, "Thank you for this." It's like if Roger Goodell would he's like said.
0: nuke the votes. He would just not let it happen.
1: He can't. It would be a yeah, it's a PR nightmare for the NFL. It, nobody's gonna vote for it. It's the worst bet on the board by far it's It's the worst bet we've discussed today, yeah,
0: like when they like when when we were t- we were talking about this in the chat and I, I like I didn't even see anybody post it. I thought it was like 25 to one. and even then that's a terrible bet.
1: can't touch it. can't touch it but- it's not it's yeah. not like, you know you never want to say anything's not going to happen. This is not going to happen. It, it is, is not de- going to happen. definitively not going to happen.
0: If this is if he if he wins the award by virtue of the votes. The NFL will call the, the Associated Press and demand a recount. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they tell the Associated Press, keep him off the ballot. Yeah. Like, do not put him on. Because there's a decent chance, the way things are running, Sully, that Deshaun Watson is it plays the entire season, and we don't know the outcome of his... In a, of his of his off field cases, the civil lawsuits, and or the conclusion with the NFL. So you would if you gave him the award this year, and then he suspended like twelve games next year.
1: You're gonna give him the award again. Yeah. You know, like, like 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 this is. I can't believe they listed this. Like but just, I, I, don't I, but list. it's just in He's general. But just in general, too, even players, you know, obviously hasn't been suspended yet. But, like, even those type of players make no sense for this type of award. It's an an injury award. It's an injury award. It's not a coming back from a suspension type of award just because you missed time.
0: The only case that I can ever remember of a comeback happening from something that wasn't injury related in the past, like, 10 years is when they gave Phillip Rivers the comeback player of the year award. and He came back from, like, being crappy one season.
3: I I will say the only parallel that I would draw is, is Mike Vick, which I feel like is a, did he win it? Notable one. Yeah. 2010.
1: Interesting, I guess, but
0: yeah, but like he came, I mean, okay. All right. uh, That's a, that's a good point. Okay. All right. That is why you put, I guess that's why you make the odd six and after one at a fear of, um, like you don't want you can't make it six hundred fifty to one, and then you get just like because right. people would bet that,
1: right? And especially if like something comes out and it's like he's fully exonerated, it didn't have like you know again, not yeah. Unlikely, I still think but,
0: it's like 0.0000. zero
1: zero zero zero. I'm with you. I'm with you. It. It's so, I, don't, I don't think it's happening.
0: All right, so um, I just want to uh, that's it's a really good point, Divo. Um, you obviously stopped me and Sully in our tracks. Uh, I think the one the one difference I would say is this: Deshaun Watson sat out a season and got paid for it. And it was like active the whole year. So he's just coming back from like the Texans not wanting to play him. Michael Vick actually went to jail and served his time for what he did, which I know we all love dogs, right? Like like I I, I grew up with a bunch of dogs. I love dogs. but I think we can all say that if if we were if, if it comes out that what Deshaun Watson is accused of doing, he did it is obviously much worse than what michael vick did right for sure okay okay i was like i was running that in my head i'm like i'm crazy (laughs) right like i mean so and and again like vick went to jail served his time i believe he did he miss so he did he miss did he go to jail in 2008 i was sports blogging in 2008 what a world
3: I think earlier than that, because I know he missed the oh seven oh eight seasons. Right, because that was the mat,
1: okay. that 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 was the pick that turned into Matt Ryan, right? Yeah, the And see, also, that, he that didn't.
0: Season.
1: Petrino didn't play. quit the
0: season. They drafted Matt Ryan and hired Mike Smith the next year.
3: And in two thousand nine, he was not the Eagles' primary starter. Started right, one right. game, I believe. But his his real comeback of the year season was his second year back in the league after those okay. two years off. Yeah.
0: That's right. Okay. So, I mean, like, I think that's, it's it, it, again, Debo to the cap to you. It is a fantastic point, but he missed two seasons for violation of the league, personal conduct policy. So two full seasons missed and went to jail. Like he served his time. You know, people can get, um, they can hate Michael Vick for what he did, but he served his time as per federal and or state regulations. Um, so, and, and then, then he, you know, was on the Eagles and didn't play. I think he, he had 13, 13 attempts, six of 13, one touchdown, you know, didn't, didn't play much. Had, uh, did he run at all in that season? Did Andy Reed, Eagle Debra, you probably remember this, but yeah, he had, uh, 24 rushing attempts for 95 yards and two touchdowns. So a little bit of situational rushing and then came back in that, that 2010 season, of course, famously, they I think they opened in Washington and, uh, Andy Reed. Uncorked uh Vic on that. Was it the first play from scrimmage, Debo? I think you're oh, I'm thinking of 2011, 2013.
3: Maybe. Chip Kelly's first game, or first couple weeks, there was a Monday night against Washington with a big connection with, with Vic and, Deshaun Vic and Sean Jackson. Jackson? Oh. yeah,
0: man, that is what I'm thinking. Yep, it was Monday Night Football week one. It was like the first play. Or maybe I don't Everybody think. was like Chip
3: Kelly is going to be an all-time NFL head coach.
0: Um man, I, I'm really getting I've been doing this too long, I think, at this point. <laughs> I get, like it all blurs together. Um I swear I thought there was there's that bomb, there's a bomb from Vic to Deshaun Jackson to like yeah, I, I mean that definitely that happened multiple times. <laughs> okay. Like that. I swear it was Week One against Washington. Maybe I guess I'm crazy. They
3: played crazy. Green Bay and lost in Week One in 2010, and that's also the team that uh, that ended their season in the in the wild card round that year.
0: Ah, here it is. Sorry, wasn't Week One. It was the absolute merciless Monday Night Slaughter of Washington, fifty nine to twenty eight. In that was the 2010 season, in Week, um, ten, Week Ten. First play from scrimmage, 88 yard bomb from Whoa. Vic to Deshaun Jackson. I, I, I don't know why I thought it was week one, but like it was maybe Michael Vick's first primetime game. No, he played on Sunday. I, I don't remember anything. Anyway, you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh, back to the comeback player of the year. We haven't even made our selections. We just ranted on to show why Deshaun Watson won't win for a good 15 minutes. Um who would be your Oh, so the favorites are Derek Henry, James Winston, Sean Watson, six and a half to one, Daniel Jones, eight to one, Mitch, Michael Thomas, nine to one, Mitchell Trubisky, 12 to one, Um, Christian McCaffrey, 12 to one, Marcus Mariota, twelve. a lot of people coming back from just getting benched or not playing last year. Well, that's Baker my Mason. biggest
1: thing. And, and, and then some of them, too, it's not only just getting benched and all that, too, but like Derrick Henry, the favorite. He came back last year. Like he's yeah, already he already, exactly. already played. He's already back. He already <laughs> made the comeback. So I don't I don't understand where this is going. Like, yeah. okay, he's he'll just be healthy this season, but like, all right, we already saw his comeback. This is not his comeback. Yeah, it's very odd. Um
0: okay, uh, I'm trying to find the sorry, I'm trying to find the longer odds here. Um, I'm all all over the place. JK Dobbins 16 to one, Cam Akers 18 to one, Nuke and Chase Young 20 to one. Chris Godwin <laughs> got hurt in the playoffs. Twenty-five or at the end of the season, twenty-five to one. Drew Lock, twenty-five to one. Ooh, Travis Etienne, twenty-five to one. Cleo Mack and Allen Robinson and Juju, twenty-five to one as well. Any thoughts on who you like the best?
1: If we're looking at the top of the list and top of the favorites, I, I don't mind Daniel Jones at eight to one. Especially getting Brian Dayball now into that offense. It's If he can, you know, sprinkle his fairy dust like he does to Josh Allen there. That changes his dynamic there. And I think he's come back. What was it? It was a neck injury, right? It was something.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. He got hurt and it he, was a he, concussion and then a neck injury. Yeah, because Glennon and um because I look to see like, okay, who actually
1: missed the rest of the season. Cause I, I I feel like that's that warrants, you know, it's not a Derrick Henry like he came back. I want to see. Who actually yeah. just completely missed the rest of the year whenever they suffered their injury. And, Jones and you could in also just say
0: he's coming back from Joe Judge, which is a that, thing. That's also people true.
1: There's a narrative there as well. And so, so if Day Bull can can fix him in any degree, and he starts looking like a legitimate franchise quarterback, I think that that makes a lot of sense. But value wise, you kind of you know alluded to it when you were going down that list. Travis Etienne is very interesting yeah. at twenty five to one already has the rapport with Trevor Lawrence. It's, you know, obviously he still, he still has to get his feet wet in the NFL to a certain degree, but there's a rapport there. The coaching staff's better. I, I'd be really fascinated to see how he kind of, you know, situates himself there in that backfield. I think there's actually a
0: little bit of value here. And uh, two guys, two running backs, Christian McCaffrey, 12 to one and JK Dobbin, Dobbins, 16 to one Dobbins, ACL before the season started. So even if he, like you're talking about the team that has, I, th- I think the stat from CBS sports HQ, it's like, 2,500 more rushing yards than anybody else since 2018. They're going to run the ball a ton in Baltimore. If Dobbins is healthy for 17 games, which is not crazy. I mean, he's, you know, he has like no wear and tear on him. He is crazy explosive, could easily run for a thousand yards in that system if he is the lead back. And if that happens and, you know, you know and the Ravens are really good, it would be super easy to pick him as comeback player year Cause you know, he, he just checks all the boxes, right? Like a uh, high profile position, Zero stats last year. Really productive, good team. You know, uh, involved in the playoff race. And then I think McCaffrey. You know, McCaffrey technically came back last year too, but then left again because of injury. And so, yeah. If McCaffrey just has a CMC season where he goes for two thousand total yards, like it's just not. I mean, yeah. If you get a, if you get seventeen, if you get sixteen or fifteen or sixteen games for Christian McCaffrey next year, and he's really good, and the Panthers are a middling team. I could see that. Like he, he should probably be lower than than twelve to one, um, and, and I don't know why Kmakers came back for the playoffs and like
1: they won the Super. Bowl. Right, it's that's another one where it's like, all right, he's already he's already back, so yeah. I, I don't know What's what you want me to. And, and the other one for me, just the, the last one on my end, Juju Smith. Hey, hey, hey by the 20 way, 20 I
0: love. 20. I think the. The ATN one is, is a yeah. must bet at 25 to 1.
1: It's the same there well as well as Juju Smith-Schuster. I think in that same realm, somebody to keep an eye on there. He was limited to five games last year with a shoulder injury now. It's not like he tore his ACL or ripped his Achilles in half or anything like that. His lower body, his speed should still be there. It's a shoulder. It should be you know an easier thing to come back from for a wide receiver. And if he is the number one option for Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about ben- like bonkers numbers for him.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure, for sure. Um, I think uh, Trey White at thirty to one isn't crazy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and like you have to avoid. I mean, you almost have to avoid a defensive player of the year situation with him. Uh, I'm just looking way down the line. Carl Lawson at sixty to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jets are okay. Carl Lawson piles up the sacks. Didn't they add a pass rusher? Oh yeah, they get Jermaine Johnson. The sa- mm-hmm. like Jermaine Johnson comes in and makes it easier on Carl Lawson. He has a big season. Sixty one didn't out of control. Uh, Will Fuller should be just don't bet Will Fuller Um, okay that's it for the award market a nice tidy 46 minutes that's my birthday present to you Sully
1: thank you I appreciate it
0: yeah and thank you for doing the podcast you're on here a ton we really appreciate it and of course I wish you good luck in all your future endeavors thank you Will I appreciate that (laughs) All right, Sully (laughs) for Sully I'm Brinson we will talk to you guys later